my name is Afir Rosen. I'm an interdisciplinary artist, maker, sometimes game designer in Toronto. Um, I went to school for new media art and I just kind of started building uh, arcade sticks when I was really young. And at some point within my career in university, I just decided to kind of blend what I was doing and what I'd been doing before, right? And create art pieces out of input devices, create art pieces out of arcade sticks and then branching into mice, keyboards, etc. Um, and try to push the conversation forward around input devices and see where we can kind of go with them. But yeah, I generally do think that I've been better recently than I have been over time. I feel like I'm thinking more positively about my interactions. I'm doing a better job of, you know, looking at interactions that I'm losing and thinking, okay, what did I do wrong here? Rather than just being salty right off the bat, right? Um, so yeah, I do think that there's some amount of positive effect, but again, it's really hard to do any sort of conclusive research around emotions, especially like not actually having a real background in like sciences or psychology. It's, it's hard to find a framework to, to kind of do that, obviously. Yeah, well, it's kind of fascinating that your work, because um, you, you have the terrarium hitbox, which is very symbolic, you know, to me as, as someone who loves to go to the arcades and they're, you know, they tend to be a little bit seedy and dark and gross and sweaty, right? And yeah. then there's, of course, the, uh, the, the esports arena or the tournament venue, which is not necessarily the nicest or the most, you know, properly ventilated and could absolutely use some plants, right? Um, my sort of dream, uh, like tournament space is the space that's like, basically what your terrarium hitbox looks like, like a lots of like plant life, white bat drop. And I think that like, it definitely would help me play better. And I would imagine would a lot of other players have a better experience if the environment was also helped them be more empathetic and more aware? What do you yeah, think? of course, I, I, I totally agree. I think, um, yeah, my experiences with like arcades uh, in Toronto, like they're not like bad or seedy or anything, but yeah, it's kind of like a weird sweaty space. I think like one of our more popular ones used to just be like a converted Taekwondo dojo or something. So like, there's definitely a weird vibe going on there and you're generally in like kind of a basement or the back of some kind of store. And it's not, it's that, or it's like a super weird sanitized, like esports environment where like everything is just like trying to be like techie lighting and, and stuff like that. But yeah, in introducing plant life into those spaces could be like a huge benefit for players and could just make the environment more comfortable and more accessible for people who aren't used to going into those spaces. I know like when I, started playing fighting games and tried to like compete and go to tournaments i was like 16 years old and like going to a marvel tournament again in like a basement that was a converted taekwondo dojo and it wasn't really you know the, the best vibe for like a 16 year old to be hanging out luckily the toronto fgc is was like very positive and extremely kind to me at the time so i felt welcome but it definitely doesn't feel like a super accessible space in just like yeah the feeling of those environments is not not ideal for sure yeah, absolutely. And so that kind of wants, uh, you know, inspires me to segue into the next part, which is, uh, you know, talking about the portable, um, you know, prototype that you made for the uh, for the fight stick, right? Um, that you can kind of take apart. And I'm like, I'm guessing it's easier to kind of throw in your bag. It's, it looks like it's a pretty durable model. 
Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind the portable stick model that you developed? Because, you know, yeah. I've always been super interested in the concept of portable sticks. We talked about it on episode two when we interviewed the CEO of Polycade. It's like, can we get some sticks that we can take on planes with this that are not a super big hassle? Maybe tell us a little bit about where you're going with uh, that type of research. And Yeah, you mean like the, the kind of smaller, like black yeah. arcade stick that I made, right? Yeah, yeah so yeah. that thing has been... Um... So like the shell of it is actually sitting right next to me. I, I decommissioned it pretty early just because I was, I think like I should have probably just built a traditional arcade stick. That was back in the time where like brook boards did not support the switch. So I had to uh, pad hack a Joy-Con. And so the idea mm-hmm. of that stick originally was just like, I Street Fighter collections coming out on switch, like the Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection to come out on switch. Dragon Ball Fighters was coming out on switch. I figured like, I might as well have an arcade stick for this. And like, if it's with my switch, then I'd like it to be something I could carry around with me. There are some like logistical issues with it, but um, yeah, I really do have hopes to, to kind of work on it again with a brook board in there because yeah, the idea of that, that stick is fantastic. It splits into which like the inspiration of that was just the fact that I had to pad hack two joy cons to make it work. Um, but yeah, it's very low profile. It's small. I 3D modeled it from scratch. I had a friend 3D print it for me. It's super durable. It's been a few years and it's still just like really kicking. It survived a few moves at this point, which uh, is better than I can say for a few other 3D prints I've made. Um, but yeah, that stick is, is, is honestly like it was kind of a joy to play around with back when I, I, I used it more. But the durability of pad hacking is kind of not... Not not the best when you you're not totally sure what you're doing. I definitely didn't know what I was doing at that point with with uh, pad hacking the Joy Cons, so a lot of the the joints fell apart. But um, yeah, it was really a lovely device to use. I I want to release those uh, 3D models out and revise them a little bit so that there can be wiring between the two halves. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely do want to open source those models so that people can play around with it and see what they can build with uh, with that stick. That would be incredible. And we would be definitely big uh, advocates and supporters of that initiative because mm-hmm. we think that needs to happen. And that's super, really cool. Um, yeah, I think stick portability is huge. And I think the rise of uh, stickless uh, devices are like, all, is also huge for portability. Obviously not having like the two, three inch stick coming out of the uh, out of the box is, is much okay. easier for transport. And I know that um, uh, Freak Mods with the link tried to curb that a little bit, but it's still like getting dust into your arcade stick and stuff at that point is not obviously the best. Um, mm-hmm. I've been working lately too. I decided to try and learn how to design PCBs to, you know, step up the the visual aspect of my work a little bit and make things a little bit neater. I know that one of the criticisms I got on my uh, terrarium hitbox was that the wiring wasn't the cleanest. So I've been trying to learn how to make PCBs and my, uh, my challenge to myself with PCB design is to make something like the Snackbox Micro and just make the slimmest and smallest hitbox I can possibly make. I'm also really sick of just having to transport my hitbox in like my car or something whenever I want to go to my brother's place to play Guilty Gear or Street Fighter or whatever. Really sick of having to like bring my car with me or be like super gentle with my bag. So I'd like to have something a little bit more rugged, a little easier to use, a little easier to carry around with me. And I think building something like the Snackbox Micro is a... a really great way to to kind of get into that and try to learn that space a little more. That's definitely the future for sure. I was yeah. literally going to say the exact same phrase. Yeah, <laughs> that is, yeah. sure. it is. Yeah, what's what I love about that is like you have 
uh, obviously you're, you're doing the work, you know, you're doing the research to, to kind of throw these ideas out here, but you have done an incredible job at showcasing them on a really awesome, you know, website that that's got great copy and text that goes along with it. So it makes, you know, your ideas accessible. Cause I think we're missing a lot in the uh, FGC and the arcade, uh, you know, scene is like more discussion and discourse about like, how important is it for us to have things that are portable or things that look really cool or things that make us more, you know, empathetic or aware of how we interact with technology. And that's of course already happening. That sort of, uh, you know, thought process happening in the art and tech spaces and the art tech spaces, but not so much happening in the arcade tech space, you know, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, and you're I, bringing all of those intersections together, which I think is really fascinating. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I really appreciate that. I, yeah, I, back when I was in university, I really wanted to start playing around with input devices. I figured I've been making arcade sticks for so long um, that like, why don't I try to, you know, play around with things? And I started out just making like purposefully awful controllers and trying to see like, what is the absolute worst experience I could make with a controller and try to learn from that. And I'm hoping at this point to, I mean, continue making bad controllers because they're very funny and really fun to make, but I'm hoping at this point, now that I've I've learned a little bit from that, I can start building out and taking the things that I've learned from those those bad input devices and think about the things that I haven't enjoyed with input devices I've played with in the past and build nicer, more accessible, cleaner looking, more portable, whatever the goal is, build more input devices and hopefully introduce more of those thoughts into the FGC because, I mean, I have one foot within tech art spaces and one foot within the FGC, so why not? try to bridge that a little bit more. Yeah, and 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 we, I, I'm like a big supporter that you'll like make more people think about gaming and arcade and fighting games in those tech art spaces, right? Cause like, you might be like the only one that's talking about it, you know? Like I read like a lot of like the, you know, like the uh, journals and stuff of like, you know, uh, you know, tech artists and 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 um, artistic agencies and conglomerates and collectives and these types of conversations dealing with AR and VR and 3D printing and all these things come up. And of course, now with NFTs and uh, cryptocurrency and uh, digital blockchain artwork, all, all these things are coming up at once. But like, where's the FTC at? Like, we have a great... <laughs> you know, perspective in all of this, right? Because, you know, what we do is so cerebral. So it's like, uh, I think there's could be really cool, um, you know, opportunity for you to like break new ground. I mean, I think you're already doing that. How do you feel about that? That 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 you are kind of going into new territory or <laughs> you feel like you have like a, a group of people that you're working with that you can kind of bounce ideas off of a lot and kind of move in the same direction? Um, I don't know that I know many people that are working with kind of the same spaces or like the same kind of things that I'm working with. I definitely don't know. I mean, part of this might just not might just be like no exposure or very little exposure to like other people working with arcade sticks within the FGC. But I don't know that I've spoken to anybody that is kind of pursuing FGC and art like around input devices in the same way that I am. I don't know that I've spoken to anybody about that. I have friends that I can bounce ideas off of within like tech art spaces but they're definitely not working within the same kind of space I am. I think all of my friends are kind of working in completely different spaces. And I think that's super valuable when you start looking at how to improve things, because I mean, the FGC is very much ingrained in our input devices. You can see how long it took for like hitboxes to really break out. And there's still, you know, the, all the jokes about cheat boxes and like hitboxes being not, not super fair from like 
mostly misunderstandings in my opinion, but yeah, I think that that we're so ingrained in, in, in how we use our devices and what devices that we use that like that conversation doesn't get pushed very much. And so, and like, even with myself, it's really difficult to start thinking about new things within the space when I've been in the space for so long and I've been using these devices and building these devices for so long, it gets really difficult to get yourself out of that pattern. So having people to speak to that are in, I mean, vaguely similar fields, but working on completely different things within tech art um, has been really useful and been a great way to like build a bigger perspective and have somebody play devil's advocate of like, am I building a thing that is actually interesting and useful or am I just building a thing that like the FGC will fawn over? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed what I'm doing and I've, I, I think I have some amount of perspective, but a lot of my perspective really comes from speaking to people outside of the FGC about what I'm building. And I think I need to do more speaking to people within the FGC about what I'm building, because obviously we have our own perspectives as well. Um, I've just been trying to avoid sticking with like the same things that we're, we're, we're always doing within the space. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite brilliant. Well, you know, um, we're both like super, like if you ever want to talk to us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're, down, we're down to like, you know, hear all the ideas and hear the concepts and stuff and, and write about it and, and report it because like, we think this is huge. Like literally I told Kai, I was like, we got to talk to a fear. Like this is like next level. Shit. Like, this is literally what I've been waiting to see. Cause like, I look at the uh, fight stick Reddit, uh, you know, subreddit and I'm like looking to see if anybody, and then there are, there is amazing stuff that people post online. Amazing. But that was the one. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I already know. I was like, if this guy has like a profile or website, like there's going to be more where that came from. And I knew I, like, I, I, I was right in my prediction and, we saw really cool stuff and like i saw the the prototype that you built for the portable stick and then i saw the golden white stick and i was like once again this is incredibly sick right um what is like your goal or vision or maybe like your design value like what do you try to bring when you design a new fight stick for example like because all all the ones that you showcase so far on your website and on your instagram are very very unique and um they stand out and they, they're definitely made by, made by an artist. Uh, what do you try to bring to the table of fight stick design? So I'm not sure I have like a core set of, of values around fight sticks. Obviously I want them to be functional. I want them to last. I don't want them to just be like a one-off thing I build and then it sits forever and does nothing. Um, right. But it really depends on like what the project I'm working on is. That golden white stick um, I built for my brother as a birthday present. Uh, and I built myself a kind of similar one, but it turned out a little jankier. It was like my prototype. And then I built my brother the golden white one just as like a nice gift and something that I thought was like extremely aesthetically pleasing. And uh, yeah, he, I think I'm pretty sure he still uses it now, despite like having other fight sticks as well. Um, and then like with the terrarium hitbox or like the portable one, like really what I want to bring is just like bring new ideas out and s- explore new spaces within um controllers and input devices and see like what 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 have people not really explored as much as like I think that we should like within accessibility or within aesthetics or positive benefits of like other things we can include into fight sticks um yeah I think more than anything recently what I've been trying to do is like either point out accessibility flaws or create more accessible or more interesting devices that think about arcade sticks in a different way than than we generally do 
how do you get people to understand or to think about collectively, let's say, for example, in this case, a, a, a video game community that, that things could look differently than they have for the past, I don't know, 20 years? How do you get people to even consider that that different is good and a possibility? Hmm. I mean, I think one of the biggest goals with all of the input device art that I've made, I don't know if I've written this like within the write-ups for our other work within my website, but a lot of it is like super novel the second that you look at it. Like you look at it and you understand like this is incredibly different. This is something very weird or very silly. I made a controller once that is like controlled based off of like the rotation of your elbow and then that would press buttons on a controller for you with motors which like on its face is very silly and a horrible way to control anything but once you start interacting with it you can kind of start to understand like where the issues lie within controller usage you can kind of start to see like okay this creates a disconnect between what i'm doing and what's happening on the controller and it makes me have to focus on the controller and not focus on the game which makes you understand like what not having that hand-eye coordination or that muscle memory kind of feels like. And so right. by creating something that's super novel on its face and like really silly and fun on its face or like extremely visually striking, like the, the terrarium hitbox, I'm hoping to generate just some interest that makes people want to dig deeper, right? And ideally with that digging deeper, you can people will start to understand like, okay, there's change that can be made within this space. Um, I don't know if that's successful or not. I don't know how, how well that works all the time, but it does occasionally generate a decent amount of interest and generate thoughts within people. Um, I know there are a couple comments on Reddit from my terrarium hitbox of people saying that like this gave them some amount of inspiration. And I'm really excited to hear that. I'm really happy that people are looking at it and thinking like, oh, okay, this is different. And I want to do something with this. I want to build off of this. So I'm hoping that that kind of continues with everything I build to some extent. Yeah, I think personally the terrarium hitbox um, is like a, is a is a very important point in the timeline of like the evolution of like arcade games, fighting games, et cetera, et cetera, and gaming in general. Because I think that as we move more into the future, gaming will become more uh, synonymous with with lifestyle in a way that is more in alignment with tech and art and like slow movements and things like that, that we see in other aspects of culture that are more dense. Like for example, like art history and art culture and art, it has a very dense history. It has you know, hundreds and hundreds of years of, you know, curating. And I think that you're, you're basically pushing that curatorial discourse in arcade gaming and uh, input uh, technology, like to work. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like you're kind of pushing that the history for you're giving fighting games a little bit more density you know you didn't just put like goku on the fight stick you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm really i'm really glad to hear that that is super flattering to hear i'm i really didn't expect like this piece to i i obviously like i saw as soon as i finished building it, i was like this is a Sick. gorgeous piece of work <laughs> yeah this is incredible like this is one of the honestly like i look at it it sits on my table because that's just like the closest thing to my window and like it's such a joy to look at and I'm so happy that it exists. But I thought like when I built it, I was like, well, I'm going to post this on Reddit and it's going to be like a really cool object and people will appreciate it just as a cool object. And I'm really glad that, yeah, that the, the people like you can can see it in that way. And I'm really glad that I, I really didn't expect it to 
push things in that way, right? I didn't expect it to be that much of a push forward, but I'm really glad to hear that. That's extremely flattering. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I and I and I had the compliments and also the praise and also like the how much we admired the project because and I know that's not a question, but we had to let that be known that we are big admirers of that project and the rest of your work as well. As far as like the anti controller, also super dope. Uh, I know that you've worked on developing video games as well, and like the whole the whole yeah. vision that you got going on as far as like being a maker and an artist and designer, game designer. Like we are like totally in support of that. And so we just wanted to give, um, you know, use our platform that we have to like, you know, let you kind of elaborate on these ideas a little bit more, you know, and, and your philosophy as a creator. So once again, thanks. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. I really hope that I can continue to kind of push forward with arcade sticks and input devices. I have a couple of small things that I haven't posted yet that I just have been trying to find like good wording for and figure out how to explain what my thought process was behind them. But um, yeah, I really hope that I can continue to push forward in that way. Um, yeah, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And yeah, we, we're like on the same page also, like as far as like we have a concept of what it is that we love. Like me and Kai, we work on these different videos. He's got like a really sick YouTube channel where he's like decoding you know, and, and, and bridging the gap between like culture and tech and gaming and stuff like that. And it's like, we have an idea, we have an interest, we have something that we really like, but the, the vocabulary isn't there yet, meaning that like it hasn't been talked about in this way yet, in the same way that a terrarium hasn't been put inside of a hitbox yet. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, you're still trying to figure out the language of how to explain what it is that you're doing and still pay respect to the other worlds that you are colliding together. Like you were talking about how like you, you draw the inspiration and a lot of the drive from the tech art world, but like you're also putting it on the canvas of the fighting game world. Right. And it's like navigating those two spaces and, and, and when you don't have anyone else that's doing it, that's doing that, it can be like kind of tricky if that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. The discourse is not there. There is not much discourse within this space. Yeah. Um, and so like, I, I can really appreciate the, the challenging thing that you guys are doing. That's like, I'm really glad to see that there are people pushing that discourse and pushing this conversation forward because yeah, the, the conversation around input devices in that way, I don't think really exists to like a really fleshed out uh, extent. I think there are some people kind of pushing things forward. I think that like shockingly, like uh, Microsoft's accessibility team has like pushed that conversation forward when they released the uh, adaptive controller. But I don't yeah. know that I've seen anything that's really, I don't know that 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 anybody's really pushed that discourse forward since then. And I don't know that that really pushed the discourse forward so much as like brought it to the public eye a little bit more, brought input devices and alternative controller kind of conversations to the public eye again. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I think that's, that's huge. And it's really, uh, yeah, it's really admirable to like be the people kind of at the front of that conversation what is the big plan for the future or what is the vision? Obviously you're going to keep pushing forward. You're going to keep doing what you're doing. We're going to be supporting it and watching it the whole way. But like, what is like, what, what are you trying to make out of your very unique perspective and, and ability? I think more than anything, I just want the conversation to continue. I want people to think about this space more and think about, think more about like where this space can go. I don't know that I'm the person to, 
like be at the forefront of creating new incredible things or anything like that. I don't necessarily think that that's the case as much as I want to bring like my perspective to people and hope that it inspires people to continue on that track and continue thinking about like where arcade culture can go, where input devices can go, where controllers can go. Um, yeah, I, I, I just really hope that I can push that forward and, and see other people get inspired and, and think about these things rather than just look at arcade sticks at face value, right? Like, yeah, you mentioned before, there's some amazing, there's incredible stuff on the fight stick subreddit. This is like no shade to the fight stick subreddit a lot, but I look at it and I think like, okay, these are really cool. These are really aesthetically pleasing and gorgeous devices or like, like beautiful craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that I've seen as much that really pushes things forward or really makes people or is really thought provoking in any way. And so I'm hoping to create stuff that'll make people think about arcade sticks more in a different light in or think about arcade sticks in a way where, you know, we can do things that aren't just aesthetically pleasing that actually have either more function or more meaning behind them to continue building on what we have. Yeah, and that's what it's about, right? It's about like how can we inspire each other ultimately at the end of the day? Because like like you said, you've you've already got some people that are interested in the work that you're doing, so maybe they'll create something cooler or better or more functional or whatever, and that will inspire you to you know use those tactics and make something else cooler, right? It's sort of that collective consciousness of of gaming that that's so cool, right? Exactly. That's yeah, like I think that's that's the biggest benefit of like tech art spaces. I think I've been really fortunate to be within tech art spaces, like from my days in university and kind of continuing those those connections and speaking to people, I've been really fortunate to be in those tech art spaces. And I think that the biggest thing about maker culture and and everything around that is that like, there's a huge sense of community and there's not really a sense of competition, right? There's a sense of like, people create work that pushes the discourse forward and then are happy to see when other people build off of that work, right? Make it better or, continue with that idea or even challenge that idea with like a different piece of work. So I, 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 I really hope that the, you know, the FGC and the people building fight sticks can kind of look at this and, and build off of it. Right. Right. There's no lane. There's no lane for that yet. And a lot of people was buying the uh, the Hori Fighting Edge because it was at the time, at least it was like it was new. It was sleek and it looked like a like a gunmetal like arsenal weapon. Right. So a lot of people were drawn towards that stick. But the functionality right wasn't there like the buttons would pop out. So a lot of people would would mod it. Right. But when you got somebody like Ophir coming along, you fill in that gap, man. And and like Ram was about to say, he simply you're going to create your own lane if, if you keep this up. And I think it's needed. And the functionality part about it, like you combine those two things. I mean, you can probably create your own just new device, essentially above the hitbox. You know, you probably really, already thought about that, though. I really hope so. I don't know how much I've thought about that as much, but like. I really hope that like people continue to build off of what I'm doing, right? I hope that like I can continue to to create, you know, that space and create that that lane of like alternative hitboxes or fight sticks or whatever we end up calling them. Um, but yeah, I also really hope people build off of it and people 
play around with the space that I'm, I'm working in at this point. I hope that it can inspire people to do that too. We love that. That's your attitude too. Like you want your inventions and your, you know, models and stuff to be, you know, open source, right? Yeah. I, I, I think there's no, I mean, this is like an ethos behind a lot of the stuff that I do, but like, there's no point to like knowledge that you don't share. There's no point to like having knowledge that like nobody else has. Cause at that point, like, what are you doing? Like, what is that knowledge really serving beyond you? Right. Like if right. you share that knowledge, other people can build off of it and, and continue to think about it and continue to, to work on it in a way that like maybe your perspective doesn't really work with. So like making things more accessible, making knowledge and creation and all of these things more accessible only benefits the communities. <laughs>